Henry VIII was a notorious ruler, famous for establishing the Church of England, being so fat he couldn't ride a horse, and probably most famously for having six wives, or, as the rhyme goes, divorced, beheaded, and died, divorced, beheaded, survived. His tumultuous love life is what makes him the best known, and is what we will be exploring in this week's episode. I'm Lily Arenta, and this is the History Buffs Corner. Wife number one. Wife number one was Catherine of Aragon, who was the only daughter of Ferdinand and Isabella of Spain. She was born in 1485, and she was actually engaged at three years old. Not to Henry VIII, but to Henry's older brother, Arthur. Arthur was currently the heir to the throne of England, but he never became king. Catherine of Aragon arrived in England when she was only 16 from Spain, and then she married Arthur. When Arthur died six months later, Henry VII, Henry Henry VIII's dad, arranged for Catherine to marry Henry VIII. Unfortunately, Henry VIII was only 11, and the Spanish and English were arguing over Catherine of Aragon's dowry. So Henry VII announced that Henry just wouldn't marry Catherine. Although, after King Henry died in 1509, Henry VIII married her anyway. They were married on June the 11th, 1509, and on June the 23rd, they were crowned king and queen. Reports from the time say that their first decade of marriage was a good one, and there are even paintings of Henry laying trophies at Catherine's feet during jousting tournaments. Henry even wrote to Catherine, further saying, The love I bear Catherine is such that if I were still free, I would choose her in preference to all the others. It seemed that they were the perfect happy couple, but they only had one problem. They couldn't produce an heir. Catherine's first child was born premature and shortly died. Her second child, Henry, was born fine, but died when he was just 52 days old. The third child was a miscarriage, and the fourth, who was a son, died within a few days. Then finally, Catherine gave birth to a girl named Mary, who would later become Mary Queen of Scots, so I guess fifth time is the charm. But Catherine needed to produce a male heir, and after two more miscarriages, Henry began to get frustrated, and their marriage started to fall apart. Henry had several mistresses, and in 1526, he became very interested in one of Catherine's maids. Catherine by then was over 40 years old, and her childbearing days were most certainly over. Henry tried to get the marriage annulled, on the grounds that the marriage was cursed because the Bible states a man should never marry his brother's wife. Even though marrying your dead brother's wife was totally okay in that time, and was even encouraged, you should only not marry your brother's wife if your brother is still alive. And it's said that if the brother doesn't marry the brother's wife after he's dead, the wife can spit on him in front of the elders of the town. Anyway, the Pope resisted to another marriage, so like any normal person, Henry declared himself head of the English church, and in 1533, the Archbishop divorced the two. 
Catherine spent the rest of her life in some castle with her daughter, and historians say she spent most of her time praying. She died in 1536. Wife number two. Probably the most famous wife out of six, Anne Boleyn was born circa sometime around the early 1500s, although the exact date is unknown. Her childhood was mostly spent in France, where she cared for Queen Mary, Henry VIII's younger sister, and Queen Claude. In 1522, she returned to England to be Catherine of Aragon's maid, whilst her elder sister Mary became one of the king's mistresses. But in 1526, Henry became more interested in Anne. Historians suggest Anne was very intelligent and witty, which apparently took the king's fancy. But as an intelligent girl, she knew mistresses could turn out a favour quickly, so she played hard to get and told Henry she wouldn't be his mistress, she would only be the queen. I like Anne, she kept her eyes on the prize. Anne wanting to be the queen was also one of the reasons for Catherine's divorce. After six years of gift showering and bribes, Anne on December 1532 fell pregnant. Henry, who at the time was still married to Catherine, secretly married Anne in January of 1533. His justification for this was that his marriage had never existed in his mind, therefore allowing him to marry another. After 24 years of marriage, he divorced Catherine of Aragon on May 23. Subsequently, on June the 1st, Anne Boleyn was crowned queen. Everyone was so certain it was going to be a boy that they had already picked out names and written proclamations. On September 7th, much to the displeasure of Henry, Elizabeth I was born, who would go on to defeat the Spanish Armada and make a name for herself in history. She never had any children, so she ended the Tudor dynasty. The people of England celebrated the new Queen Anne, but deep down they didn't really like her and wouldn't until she produced an heir, and Anne knew this. There was also fear that King Henry would grow tired and replace her for another. Then Anne fell pregnant again, but then miscarried. Then miscarried again. That time it was a boy. Because she had not produced an heir, Anne made lots of enemies at court, and they started to plot and conspire against her. So, in 1536, Anne was arrested on the grounds of adultery, incest, and plotting to murder the king. So, she was found guilty, and as you may already know, sentenced to be beheaded. Before she was killed, her marriage was annulled on the grounds that King Henry had never legally been married to her anyways. And on May 19, 1536, Anne Boleyn, aged around 35, was beheaded on Tower Green in London and buried in the chapel of St. Peter. Now for wife number three, Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour was born between 1508 and 1509. She knew what she was getting herself into when she allowed herself to be wooed by the king. She was one of the ladies' maids for Catherine and would later become a lady-in-waiting for Anne. I'm starting to see a pattern here. Safety tip, girls. Don't be Henry VIII's wife's maid, okay? Trust me on this one. Jane Seymour came from a wealthy family but didn't have much in the way of an education. After the birth of Elizabeth, King Henry started getting interested in her. 
coupled with no male heir, that would have been the reason for Anne's untimely death. And only one day after Anne was killed, they got engaged. And ten days after that, Henry and Jane were married in the Palace of Withhall. Oddly, Jane would never be officially crowned queen. And it was speculated that Henry wanted an heir first. Then, in 1537, when Jane became pregnant, Henry did everything he could to comfort her. He even claims that she was his only true wife, despite his happy marriage to Catherine, which, remember, he said he would choose her in preference to all others? <laughs> A possible reason for all this sudden affection was that Fitzroy, one of Henry's bastard sons, had died some two months into the marriage. And in the case he never had an heir, he could always legitimise Fitzroy. But now he was dead, and Henry had no lifeline. But on October 12, 1537, Jane gave birth, and to a son. Jane was probably so relieved after seeing what had happened to Henry's previous wives. Jane managed to attend her son Edward's christening, but died on October 24 from birth complications. Happy Henry with an heir was supposedly deeply saddened to lose Jane, who, had she survived, might have sired more sons. She was buried in St. George's Chapel in a tomb being prepped for the king, and was the only wife to be buried with him. Henry now needed another wife to make him a spare heir. Anne needed to make an alliance. With his split from the Catholic Church, he made England very vulnerable to the rest of the world. Enter, after two years, wife number four, Anne of Cleves. But before we take a look into Anne's life, here's a podcast that I think you guys should check out. Hi, my name's Neil, and I'm the host and creator of the Ancient History Hound podcast. Yeah, I know, another person asking you to listen to their podcast. So why should you exactly? Well, I cover a variety of topics from across the ancient Mediterranean involving the peoples of Greece, Rome, and even eastwards into Mesopotamia. As someone who studied ancient history at postgrad level, my episodes are well researched, and now I include a set of episode notes with transcriptions, reading lists, maps, that kind of a thing. You can find them by visiting my website, ancientblogger.com. My content is accessible to all levels of knowledge, it's safe for work, though some topics do have a warning, and above all fun, or at least I hope so. As you'll hear, I'm all about ancient history, and it will be epic if you could join me. Okay, Anne of Cleves. Anne of Cleves was born in 1515 in Germany, making her 20 years younger than Henry. Henry chose Anne largely because, if alliced, Germany would prove to be the most formidable ally if Roman France teamed up against England, which Henry feared they would. Henry sent an artist to paint the portrait of Anne and her sister so he could pick the prettiest one. In 1539, when Henry met his bride, let's just say he was less than impressed. Anne couldn't speak any English, so couldn't communicate with Henry. And she didn't curtsy upon arrival because she didn't know who he was. Having no education and only knowing domestic duties, she could not share Henry's interest in music and literature. And on top of all of that, Henry didn't think Anne was as beautiful as her painting and called her the Mayor of Flanders. In today's terms, Henry had just called his bride to be a horse. 
Unfortunately for the pair, the treaty had already been written, so they got married on January 6, 1540. Historians don't know whether their marriage was consummated, and it probably wasn't. After the wedding night, Henry had proclaimed, I liked her before not well, and I like her now much worse. The marriage was a very short one, with it being annulled on July 9th, 1540. Anne produced no children, but after the annulment, she received several properties, including Hever Castle, which was previously owned by Anne Boleyn. And she was often invited to court. Anne of Cleves became known as the king's beloved sister. But all of this could only happen because Anne did not protest the annulment and actually gave evidence support that their marriage hadn't been consummated. An option for wife number six had even been remarrying Anne, but the king declined. And it is said that Anne of Cleves was even jealous of wife number six. She died in 1557 of cancer, and she was the only one of two wives to outlive Henry. Wife number five. Wife number five was Catherine Howard, and even before he had his married annulled, he had become interested in Catherine. Catherine was born sometime between 1518 and 1527, and was actually the second cousin of Anne Boleyn. She had arrived at court aged 19, and as Anne of Cleves' maids. Yet another example of why you should not be a maid for Henry VIII's wife. I mean, certainly she could have seen the pattern, right? Henry called young Catherine a rose without thorns and the jewel of maidenhood. Her family even encouraged the relationship, even though Henry was going on 50 and Catherine was not even 20. It would mean Catherine's family would have more influence in court, and they hoped they'd be able to convert England back to the Catholic religion. Just 16 days after Henry VIII's fourth marriage dissolution, they married in Oatlands Palace on the 28th of July, 1540. Fun fact, the 28th was the very same day as Oliver Cromwell's execution. Catherine wasn't very happy in her marriage to the king, and who would blame her? She already had a happy marriage lined up, but then was forced to be the king's bride. So Catherine started a series of affairs, which, spoiler alert, would not go down so well with the king. Her first affair is said to have been with Thomas Culpepper, the king's favourite courtier. Then she appointed Francis Derringham as her private secretary, but more than secretary of duties would have been going on behind closed doors. But members of her staff knew about her affairs, and Catherine started receiving requests for favours in return for silence. Unfortunately, she was caught. Catherine, however, could have saved herself if she had admitted a pre-contract with Francis, meaning the eyes of the church would have seen them as married, and she would have been able to simply annul her marriage with Henry, and she couldn't be convicted of adultery. Instead, she said that Derringham had raped her, but everyone knew this wasn't true. Thomas Culpepper and Francis Derringham were executed in December 1541, with Catherine being beheaded on the 13th of February 1542. And now for the final wife. Wife number six, Catherine Parr. 
Fun fact, Catherine Parr was actually named after Catherine of Aragon because her mother had served as a maid to Catherine. Ew. Catherine Parr was born in 1512 and was raised as a rather independent woman. She even managed her late husband's estate all by herself. The king asked for her hand in marriage, even though she likely wished to marry Thomas Seymour, Jane Seymour's brother. So, on July 12, 1543, Catherine married King Henry. She is famous for helping Henry reconcile with his two daughters, who he had previously disowned. She also had a good relationship with Henry's son and had a hand in Elizabeth's education. She was a big supporter of the Protestant Reformation and had a surprisingly big amount of control over Henry, something which worried conservatives and was almost her undoing. They figured out she had banned books in her room, something that was a treacherous offence back then, but they could not find any evidence so she couldn't be convicted. King Henry VIII died in 1547, leaving the throne to nine-year-old Edward. Shortly after Henry's death, Catherine married Thomas Seymour and was given control over Elizabeth and Lady Jane Grey. Catherine Parr died in 1548, aged 36, from complications with the birth of her first child. Catherine Parr died in 1548, aged 36, from complications with the birth of her first child. I hope you guys really enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe and check out my Instagram, link in bio, for more interesting historical facts. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Lily Orenser, and this is the History Box Corner.